FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 77 of the podcast that goes snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? And we're here for a b- 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 bonus episode to cover Wolverine and the X-Men. Bonus? Bonus. Bonus. Yeah, you may have noticed a lack of Wolverine and the X-Men from our February episode. I didn't notice a lack because I was drowning and what else we had to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to make up for it this b- 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 bonus episode. Is it like last episode? Boner! So basically we're going to cover the last two issues. Do we have games that go with this bonus round? I don't think so. Oh. But issues 41 and 42 of uh, volume one of Wolverine and the X-Men. And then because we're cool like that. We're gonna, cool like that. I'm we're, cool like that. We're going to dive right into issue number one. Of volume two of Wolverine and the X-Men. Because we're cool like that. That's right. I don't know the rest of the song. I didn't even know that was a song. (laughs) You gotta listen to angry white girl music. Then come pass. (laughs) First up, Wolverine and the X-Men number 41. This, of course, is written by Jason Aaron. With art by Pepe Larraz and Todd Nock, I think. Did I say that? Or Nuke? I'm glad you're the one doing the names. I like him. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> I'll have to tweet him I later. I would butcher it if it was me. Yeah. Matt Mia did the colors. DC's Clayton Cowles did the letters. Nick Bradshaw and Israel Silva did the cover. What do you think about this cover? Basically, we have the staff of the Jean Grey School locked in Logan's office and the students all outside panicking. We have Wolverine drinking some whiskey. Actually, I think it's, it's soul. It's a beer, I think. You know what it is? What, uh, what did we watch recently? We're, uh, oh, and Supernatural. That was a beer. When Dean... Um, we're watching old Supernatural episodes. Oh, yeah. With the genie. Yes. The beer he was... He asked for. Fascinated with was soul. And his, his fake wife was from the soul uh, advertisement in the magazine. That's right. Yeah, so supernatural connection. Anyway, Wolverine's arm is bigger than his head. (laughs) He's been pumping some iron. I do like the way Bradshaw draws Rachel. I like her hair. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, Yeah, Beast and Angel. Is that supposed to be Husk in pink? I believe so. Looking like she's on the cover of a Sweet Valley High novel. Iceman's very uh, rocky. Storm looks... Depressed and dupe is looking at animal porn. <laughs> we have bruise and almost horror movie style reaching through the uh, the mail slot door, trying to get to the doorknob. But guess yes. what? He has Your short arm. little stubby arms. Yeah. Why he didn't let someone else stick their arms in there? I don't know. No problems of a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway, so basically we just got through with, um, something. <laughs> the Hellfire Academy, they took him out. Yeah, alright, so I guess we're picking up the pieces of that still. We've had a few issues since then, but anyway, the, uh, Wolverine in the school 
or kicking out Toad. And I do not like the way Toad is drawn. You know, I kind of do. He looks like Pinocchio, only on steroids. A little bit, but that's how he's looked lately. So I like his little moffy haircut, his emo. He reminds me of uh, the monkeys. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Here we come, Excuse walking me. down the street. Yeah, but basically they decide that since he ran off with the kids or even helped lead the kids to the Hellfire Academy, that he can no longer be trusted to be their janitor. He says he did it all for love. And he Behind be- him is a heart of bricks. Well, and poor Toad, he even begs just to clean one more toilet. I, th- I think it's weird that um, basically the, uh, the X-Men complained that he didn't rise above being a janitor. When all they did was duff on him and treat him like he was never more than a janitor. Yeah. No, I, I mean, agree. frankly, they got it. they got what they had coming. And I'm kind of annoyed that they're kicking him out. Now, I will say his little arc here is going to be the best part of the issue. Anyway, he says goodbye to Krakoa, who cries lava tears. Um, Wolverine, it says something snarky about not being able to change or... I guess you'll just always be what we thought you were. And Storm says, I remember someone else saying that about you. Ooh. It's very true. Wolverine's kind of being a dick in this opening he section. Is. Then Paige meets Toad, and she can't remember their, their love. Aww. It fell off when she took off her stupid face. She apparently forgets every time she sheds. Yeah, that's what we, we found out. Her new evolved power. But she's sorry, but then after Toad leaves, she says, Wait, wait, don't go. I must have fallen for you for a reason. Let's give this another chance. Meet me at the coffee shop at 4 o'clock. Ooh. And Toad is very excited And Toad's like, this. what? Are you kidding me? This is, this is a joke, right? And she's like, no, 4 o'clock. Come find out. And then the uh, X-Men scoot off in their Blackbird. I Cal Krakoa's question mark is in a rock. Yes. But Krakoa somehow is able, I guess Toad can speak Krakoan, because um, he's somehow able to um, understand from Krakoa that the Hellfire kids escaped, and this is Toad's chance. So anyway, the Hellfire Club kiddies are wrecking the town. I really like the way Wolverine's drawn in this panel, and the X-Men in general. But I've, but I've been overall, there's a few, sometimes very- his facial expressions slip. But so far, I've really enjoyed Pepe's art. Well, his pose is very iconic in this panel. Yes. With, like, his arms pulled back and... Yeah, but the Beast looks cool. So does, apparently Rachel has taken a page out of Psylocke's book. She's making a telekinetic or telepathic weapons. She has a battle axe and a giant sword. Anyway, Tone helps save some people from the Hellfire Kids. And I love the mom and the little girl says, Thank you, Mr. X-Man, after he saves their life. And he says, not an X-Man, I just scrubbed their toilets. <laughs> yeah, but Toad's in action. He's he's rocking it. And he finds the Hellfire kids. And the kids are going to shoot him, but he makes them and offers them a proposition. And uh, basically, Dr. or Kid Frankenstein determines that Toad hasn't come back to stop us. And uh, I don't remember the other kid's name. Anyway, basically, uh, Toad beats him while the other kid watches. Then we see Paige, or Husk. All right, yeah. So they had a meeting. The X-Men are off, like, in this town, fighting the Hellfire kids, saving the townies. There's destruction all around, and Paige is just sitting at the coffee table. No, 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 you missed a very important part. What? Like, yes. she rips off her face and takes the machines down. Like, oh, the machines okay. are all... that's right. 
attacking, and she That's right. gets mad. She because... saves the day, and she goes and sits. Ah, uh, but Toad doesn't show up. He's busy beating up the Hellfire Club kid. Quite a turn of events. He was in love with Paige, lost it. This was his chance to get it back. But then the kid is back at the school, and we change our artist to Todd Nwok. And he's talking to Husk, school counselor. Which is bullshit. Why? <laughs> Why? Because she's batshit crazy. Yeah, but they said she only goes crazy when she changes her face. No, she's... No. She's just crazy. I understand redemption. The X-Men are about redemption and second chances, and which is why it's so dumb they, they kick Toad out. But they're making, you don't put the crazy person in charge of the asylum. And this isn't redemption. If, you, if she really wants to redeem herself, let her be the janitor for a change. Or, you know, make her a team. I'm fine with her going back on staff. But making her the guidance counselor is just... Maybe they thought that was the safe. No, they thought it was funny. There's, I'm... I'll save my rant when we talk about the series overall at the end here. But, okay. um, but basically, Wolverine shows that he has no listening skills because the last thing Toad said was, here's how you clean Banff poop off the walls. And here's Logan covered in Banff poop with a dirty mop saying, anybody know how the hell to get Banff crap off the walls? And they put up a janitor wanted sign. And then Toad cries about a situation and he and Kid Frankenstein fly off in jetpacks. I don't understand what exactly is going on. I don't think we're supposed to. They're going to go somewhere, someplace that no one can ever hurt them. Okay, but why is Toad going with the kid? Like, why? He was so adamant that he wanted a second chance to show that he's... Because they Toad scorned. Isn't that how that expression goes? No, he just he got his feelings hurt and decided, hey, you know what? They want me to be the Toad. I'm going to be the Toad. Now he looks like the Green Goblin. A little bit. Like a, a, a fat, chunky green goblin. changes the subject. Yes, I'm so tired of, of Husk. <laughs> not only should she not be the guidance counselor, she can just not be in this book anymore, and I would be completely fine. Tell us how you really feel. I just don't like her as a character. Her brother is awesome. Put him in this book. Who's his his brother is Cannonball, who's in the Avengers book, but shows up like one page every four issues. <laughs> So Is Br- he the janitor? No. He's supposed to be an awesome character. And, like They recruited him because he's all-powerful and stuff, and they never use him. Aww. So bring him back home, X-Men. Get rid of Paige and get Sam. And, yeah, let's go. All right, so uh, what do you think of Wolverine and the X-Men number 41? I thought it was interesting. I liked the art overall. Yeah. Both guys. I thought the colors were really good. Yeah, all right. What else What else you got on this one? Nothing. All right, what are you going to grade Wolverine and the X-Men number 41? I'll give it four out of six. Okay. I also am going to give it four out of six claws. I really like the Toad part. I mean, I don't like the way they treated him. I liked kind of his story. The rest of it, honestly, I could have done without. So that's that. And now for the last issue, the season finale, if you will. Wolverine and the X-Men number 42 by Jason Aaron and friends. And friends. It sounds like a Scooby-Doo special. (laughs) It's the Scooby gang. Yep. So Jason Aaron is the writer. The artists are... (sighs) Nick Bradshaw, Pepe Larraz, Raymond Perez, Sean Crystal, Steve Sanders... Nuno Alves? Nanu Nanu. Tim Townsend and Chris Bacalo. 
Holy guacamole. That's a whole lot of people. Yeah. The color, I think it's everybody who ever worked on this series and a couple of people who never did. <laughs> Matt, Mia, and Lee Luffridge did the colors. VCs Clayton Cowell still doing the letters. Nick Bradshaw and Israel Silva do the colors again. And, wow, this is timely. So we have a, an homage to a very classic X-Men cover. This is the, uh, the cover to Days of Future Past. Which, by the way, will be our next flashback episode. Really? Yeah, so kind of weird how that, the timing on that worked. You did this on purpose. If only. So, so the cover is by Nick Bradshaw. What do you think about it? Basically, we have a poster in the spotlight plastered to the wall, but instead of saying dead or captured, they all say graduated, question mark. And we have all the students, including one in the bottom that I don't remember who he is. <laughs> we have Evan, Mrs. Jaws, Somebody. Oh, that's the wizard guy. Uh, Brew, Quentin Choir, Pixie, Idy, Blindfold. Um, that guy I don't remember. Related to Aquaman? No, I think he has some kind of electric power. Oh, okay. Like and then animal. another guy I don't remember. And then we have Wolverine in his Days of Future Past pose. But instead of his leather jacket, he's wearing a suit that is riffing by his muscles. <laughs> Nick Bradshaw loves Wolverine's muscles. Does he have like a muscle fetish? Only on Wolverine. And then Storm, of course, her clothes are all ripped up. And she has those funny little sleeves. What, the Seinfeld poofy sleeves? <laughs> Not the poofy shirt. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a pretty cool cover, I thought. And It is pretty cool. Not a, not quite as cool as a cover it's uh, paying tribute to, but not many covers are, so... I think there's a lot going on on this cover, but it's, it hasn't yet distracted me. Well, that's good. Okay, so speaking of going on, what's going on in the book? So, we're at 1407 Gray Malkin Lane. Gray Malkin or Gray Malkin? I don't know. Yeah, Salem Center, Yes, this Westchester. is the Jean Gray School's address. Yeah, why don't they just say the Jean Gray School? He's just trying to be different. Right, anyway. So we're in the future. Have you have you read this version of the future before, or was that right before you started? I think that was right before I started. Okay. This is the first time I've seen Wolverine as an old man. Okay. All right. So we see Wolverine as an old man, and Idy, all grown up, has come to visit. Yes. And she's kind of rocking the almost storm mohawk. Yeah. Um, basically, Wolverine's talking about how Idy's all grown up. Where have the years gone? So Wolverine tells Idy that he's going to have to close the school down. And he's actually serious this time. Yep. The school is the last day. I like how all the BAMPs have beards. Yeah. But he's serious because there's just no students. Yep. It's there's just him and the BAMPs drinking whiskey all day. Yep. Wolverine has a coughing spell moment. And she, Idy's afraid they're even going to survive the last day. Because <laughs> he can't make it, and Wolverine says, Don't "Well, she be says, so hope we survive the.' Ex- That's an X Men tagline. Oh, like welcome to the X Men. Hope you survive the experience. Gotcha. And then Wolverine says, "Don't be so dramatic, Idy. Let's hope we can find all the light switches. <laughs> you would think that place would have like a master yeah. control center. So apparently, as Bams get older, you know how old men like their ears keep growing and getting bigger. Their hair keeps growing. Well, and their tails." Oh, yeah, they are normally <laughs> long. Yep. Um, so then we switch artists. I believe this is Pepe Larraz. And now we're in the now. 
We're yes. out of the future. Yep, it's graduation day. Woohoo! And Quentin Choir is so bummed that he hasn't burned the place down yet. Yes, he's sulking. He's pouting he with is. his Dark Phoenix in training t-shirt. <laughs> his t-shirts. <laughs> yes. I would be nervous if I was iBoy's mom that if I pinched his cheek, an eyeball would pop out. <laughs> or you accidentally poke him in the eye. Yeah, or you blind his cheek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then Heidi shows up and she says, you're brooding, Quentin. Brooding. Brooding. Whatever. <laughs> they go for a little walk. Quentin's just basically complaining that he came to the school in chains and look at him. He's a respectable person. Yeah, he hates that. It's driving him. It really gets under his skin. I like how Phantom X came for uh, Evan. Of course, he's his father figure. Right. And uh, Agent Brand, who found Brew, she comes to see him. And then Um, he tries to hit on her. Yes. Well, that's what Phantom X does. Oh. He's a, he's a scout. He's basically the modern gambit. Oh, okay. Even it's kind of Frenchy instead of Cajun. Okay. Yeah. And then Hope shows up. Of course, she's the one that discovered Idy. And Idy wants to introduce Quentin, but he has walked off. Yeah, he's doing still. So then the students are being called one by one to get Telepathically. Yeah, Instead that's of a funny. PA, Rachel's just projecting to everybody's mind. That's laziness. <laughs> it's showing off. So they, they call up the students one by one, and oh, Captain America is there for Quentin. Yeah, he's the one that brought Quentin to the school. And then, of course, Quentin's like, are you going to take me? Am I on the wanted list? Poor Quentin just really wants to be bad. Yep. Um, and Captain America says, no. Wolverine thought I should be here for you, though. And then Quentin's name gets called, and Quentin's like, no, no. What have I done to deserve this? Right. Which I do like his Captain America, by the way. Yeah. It's a very intri- uh, imposing figure. It looks cool. So Quentin is upset because guess what? He graduated. Yep. So now we jump back many right, years. This is Ramon Perez. So now we jump back into the future. ID starts going through the <laughs> list of people who... Really wanted to be there, but they can't be there because right, they're right, either right. starting wars yeah. or fighting Venus or and whatever. And is continually shrinking. <laughs> Getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And Idy says, you know, it's a shame. We had a lot of fun here. And Wolverine's like, fun? It was school. It wasn't supposed to be fun. And then Idy gets a phone call from Shark Woman. That's Eye Boy. Or is oh. Eye Man now. Agent Eye. I don't know. Whatever they call him. And so there's a new brotherhood out there that they're after, and they need Idy's help. Yep, he's led by Snot. Let- Why are they bringing him back? <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, really? I would rather it be the, the crawdad kid. Yeah. I, I When I got to this point, I go, did he not get a sinus infection and die yet? Right. So anyway, Idy asked the BAMP if he can BAMP all the way to Africa. So they BAMP out. And Wolverine says, come on, fellas, we got one last thing to do. So they're sitting in the office and they have a bottle of whiskey. Well, before that, when Idy leaves, she kisses Professor Logan on the cheek. And I can't help but notice the BAMP puts his tail behind his head to make it look like a heart. Oh, <laughs> So while they're cheering, there's a giant boom. Yes. And I, this one kind of hurt my feelings. It made me feel sad for Wolverine. It hurt my feelings. Yeah, I know. When you're, I don't think it hurt your feelings is the right <laughs> phrase. Well, no, I did. It hurt. Like, yeah, it, made me it was sad. sad. It says well, I'm trying to pop the damn claws, but it takes a few minutes to get them out these days. Yeah, we even get a sniff. <laughs> like, no sniff, just a snee. As the claws are barely popping out of his hand. And look who it is. It's a new artist. <laughs> 
It's Quentin Quire as the Phoenix. Now, I don't recognize these guys, so I don't know who all they are. Yeah, but it's future Quentin Quire as the Phoenix. And he said he had to come see it for himself. Yeah, he's shown up to be cool. And then we flip back to when Quentin Quire got Another new Obama, artist. And he's like, why did you do this? Where everybody talks out of the side of their face. Like, no one's face is on the front of their face. They're all on the sides of their faces. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Quentin Quire asked Wolverine, why did you do this? And Wolverine says, we all grow up at some point. And that's it took me a hundred years, but I finally did it. Yeah. And Quentin says, all I ever wanted was for the whole world to live in fear of my name. Was that so hard? And Wolverine says, a grown-up Quentin Quire, trust me, they'll fear you more than ever. Hell, I do. And Quire says, now you're just trying to be nice. So then we have the after party. Woohoo! Party! I think we get another artist. <laughs> As Storm shows up to mm. seduce Wolverine. Who looks like someone from the Mafia. This part kind of made me mad. Not the seduction part. The fact that Wolverine's I, drawn so poorly. That that does kind of make me mad. This art's not very good. Whichever Yahoo this is. Hey, you Yahoos. You know, it's like a wannabe Steve Dillon, for all you listeners at home who aren't reading. No, but she says... She goes, Weapon X is dead. Long live Professor Logan. Focusing on the fact that we're in the middle of the damn... Graduation? No. The stupid... Uh, in the Wolverine series. Where he said Wolverine's dead. Oh, yeah, the one I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all you had to say. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just... I'm, the two Wolverines is killing me. Like... Make him the same in all the books. I'm sorry. Anyway, we switch artists again. We go back to the fu- back to the future, Marty. Wolverine and Quentin kind of banter back and forth. Wolverine yes. says, we had a good run. Quentin makes a joke, and here I thought I'd be the one shutting it down. So we get another artist, and Quentin Quire was like Johnny Bravo or something. He looks, which is really, really cool, and he snaps his hand. He's like, there's one last thing before I go. Like, this whole art style just makes me think of Grease or the Fonz. Like, well, like Johnny Travolta is playing like Quentin Quiet. Yeah. It, look, look at the one where all the mutants are coming through the front yeah. door. Yeah, so Quiet says, I brought you some friends. And he gives them a whole bunch of new students. One of them looks like a ladybug. Yeah, these all look like aliens. They don't right. look like mutants. Well, I mean, I guess in the future that's where we are, right? We look like insects. And then Wolverine looks like one of those Japanese... Stuffed animals. <laughs> he does. I, I had a mental note that he looked like Hello Kitty. Right, yeah. He's like, damn you, Quentin. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody line up for registration. I'm the only teacher here. All right. And then we can go back to the present with another new artist. We have the bee guy. Uh, what's his name? Not Hive, but oh, Swarm. And the master pandemonium guy with the demons for hands. And Dupe beats him by playing bass. Or is this all just a dream? And the point of this panel is what? None. Jason Aaron just wanted to do one last thing with Dupe. (laughs) Because he's the only person that likes him. And then Quentin Quire. All right, so this, I know this guy. This is Chris Bacalou. And we see Quentin Quire laying in bed, looking at swimsuit issues and eating chips in bed. He must be married to you. (laughs) He's eating... Quintos. Yes, his, his own brand name of chips, named right after him. 
And he has a weird Carmen doll. Is that? Oh, Cartman from Cartman, South Park. Yeah. That that actually makes sense and fits his personality. He's got some pizza boxes on the floor. Yeah. Then he wakes up screaming and looks and says, Oh no, the diploma's real. I thought it was all a dream. Oh, poor Quentin. And then we get actually, surprisingly, one of my favorite snicks and snacks. Wolverine realizes He goes snicked. And he looks at his claws, he kinda of examines his hand, and goes, Oh day. I went a whole damn day without doing that once. <laughs> and he snacks. Ain't that something? And then the bats run off with a bottle of whiskey. Whiskey. And then we get a preview of things to come by one of the worst artists ever. <laughs> Dupe is uh, sunbathing and... Yes. This is the same Actually, Wolverine kind of looks cool and so do the bats. I don't think so. Well, it's the same style, neon colors and... Yeah, it's D-L-A. I don't know who that is. D-L ain't is more like... I do like his... <laughs> I do like his bamps. I hate I his I like bamps. his Wolverine. Evan looks horrible. Uh, Quentin Choir, I don't like. Heidi, I don't really like. And we have some old guy that's a, a cross between a Norse god and a Highland Highlander. I don't know. It doesn't really say give us much. The only thing that really looks like the future is this whole thing. We see that Wolverine's still beat up. So that, that thing's still going on. And we have, uh-oh, I guess Evan really did turn into Apocalypse. And Quentin Quire is the Phoenix. Oh, he looked like Radio Cowboy. <laughs> he does kind of look like a future cowboy. Looks like something out of Brave Star. Anyway, all right. So what do you think of Wolverine and the X-Men number 42? My mother always taught me if you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. It wasn't that bad. No, I just, I felt like they were trying to just hurry up and finish. It was a Jason Aaron's going to kind of wink at the audience and, and pat himself on the back for all the stories he had. Most of which were good. Don't know if this was the best way to wrap it up. but Yeah, um, it's not going to get a high rating. All right, let's rate it and then we're going to talk about the whole first volume as a whole. Okay. Right. I'm going to give it three out of six just okay. because I felt like they were trying to shove a whole bunch of stuff just to wrap things up. And the fact that it confused me because I thought Quentin was a sophomore. So yeah, he was really only at the school for a year. So in a year he surpassed everybody and they're allowing him to graduate. Yeah. Cause that's the and worst well, he is, ever. He is an Omega level mutant. Yeah. I don't care. So. That's like, I'm sorry. That's yeah. it, he needs more time in school. Yeah. Well, anyway, That's I'm also me pitch. <laughs> I'm also going to give Wolverine and the X Men three out of six claws. We're being very boring, but contrary to how we graded these last two books, I know Denise has not read the whole series. I don't remember what issue you started on. I came in when Heidi was leaving the school to go to the Hellfire. Yeah, it was either. Late teens or early 20s? Maybe I can tell from the iPad. Oh, maybe, yeah. 30? Oh, I thought it was a little earlier than that. I thought it was too. Anyway, regardless. Yeah, you had about a good year almost. Yeah, that's probably right because I think your first story was the Hellfire Academy stuff. Yeah. Okay. So around 30. Yeah. So of the part you read, what was your impression of the overall series? Now, I remember, I remember how you graded everything. So. <laughs> I liked it. I kind of feel like, though, it started out high and it ended kind of low. I feel like if there's a bell curve, you caught it at about the peak 
and then on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like I was excited about it. Yes, you and did. Then I, and then I, you thought of our first batch of comics. This was, was your in your highest graded series. Yeah, it was my favorite, but I kind of feel like it's just sort of fallen off these last two or three issues. I would say I never felt like it. All right. So I thought the series started awesome. For the last two years, this book has consistently been one of my favorites. Okay. As overall, I felt like it never really completely gained attraction after Battle of the Atom. I think after Battle of the Atom is when it kind of started to jump. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know, I felt like we had a lot of really good artists and Jason Aaron wrote every issue, I believe. And Aaron, at his best, is a master of telling great stories, having great action, he understands the characters' voices, and he throws in good humor. Right. At his worst, the book becomes way too jokey and even borders on annoying. Uh, Yeah, I can agree to that one. I felt like the closer we got to the end, the jokier it got. Yes. And the less serious. Now, to me... The more slapsticky. Yes. The more almost Saturday morning cartoony. Yes. And to me, that's not... I know this book is about the kids, and there's a certain youthful energy to it or whatever, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Yeah, but... But you can do that without... I don't know. I just felt like it lost some of its impact. I felt like it was insulting to older readers. Yeah, but maybe maybe the kids love it. I don't know. If you're a younger reader, uh, why don't you tell us what you think? And then I'll tell you what you should think. <laughs> but, um, but no, overall, I would give the whole series from start to finish five out of six claws. Because there were several issues in these uh, 42 issues. Now, of course, when we first started, I was doing three claws, and then we changed to six. Yes. But there were a lot, especially in the first 20-something issues. I think almost all of them got the top rating. I mean, the book just started really, really strong. It was really, really awesome for a long time. And it fizzled a little bit at the end, but not enough to knock my opinion down on the whole series. Now, that may not be true for you. You didn't get as much awesome as I did. But for me, I'm going to give the whole series overall from start to finish five out of six claws. So just based on the section you read, how would you how would you grade the whole first volume? Hmm. Okay, so part of me wants to give it five out of six because it was really strong in the beginning. And just because it fizzled out towards the end, part of me doesn't want to degrade the rating just because of one or two books that weren't very good. But with that said, part of me wants to give it four out of six because I kind of feel like while it was strong and the art was really strong, there were parts where it became kind of slapsticky. And I do kind of feel like they were insulting. The way it was written was slightly insulting, like we don't know what's going on or we were to assume a whole bunch of stuff was going on and we never understood it. And I kind of feel like for as much... Quentin Quire wanted to burn the school down. You would think by the time he got his diploma, he'd be excited that he could get the hell out. And instead, he kind of became a whiny baby. That was not He's not actually leaving. That's the thing about these kids are graduating, but they're not going anywhere. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's the I think they just changed. Don't they just change grades, really? And then there's really just promotion day. I don't know. Then why didn't Idy graduate? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so that's confusing. I kind of feel like they're just throwing stuff against the wall at the end just to see if it sticks. 
so that they can finish up the book. Eh, back and forth, back and forth. What will I pick? What will I pick? Four or five, four or five. We're going to go with four. Okay. Jason Aaron will be passing the baton on to his co-writer from Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, Jason Latour. Now, the book, the new series we're about to dive into, is supposed supposedly going to focus even more on the students. Okay. So, based on our first volume, what do you think of the students? I know they kind of ended with, neither of us were a huge fan of the graduation issue, but for me, I really like Quentin Quire and the arc he took over the whole series. Yes, I th- I have to say out of all the kids, Quentin's probably one of my favorites. Him and Evan and Brew are probably my three favorites. Idy, I'm kind of up and down on. Um, she's cool sometimes, but it's kind of annoying sometimes. Well, but see, here's the thing. If they continue to rank Quentin like they wrote him in the graduation one, he's not going to stay my favorite very long. Okay. Just because up until graduation, he wasn't written like a whiny baby. Ah, I don't know. Well, he was whiny, but it was like, I'm going to burn st- this school down. He was still like, uh. He was a punk. He was a punk, yes. He was, he was like a punk. But he wasn't guys. a castrated punk. Yeah, I was going to say, he was a punk, and he whined, but in a punky way. Right. Whereas this last one, he was just a baby. He was kind of a weenie. Yeah. yeah. So if they continue on that path as a castrated punk, he's not going to be my favorite. And Idy, she's not even on my list. Um, and Dupe. Oh, I hate Dupe. I really hope Jason and Tora lets that mostly go. Dupe is just a giant pile of green poop. Yeah, he's stupid. Yeah. All right, well, let's start the new series. Volume 2, the season premiere, if you will. We're going to have This Is, written by Jason Latour, who, I have to say, did the, the heavy lifting writing of one of my favorite Wolverine stories of the last year. And Japan's most wanted. Yeah. Mahmoud Asrar, I hope I said that right, um, is an artist. He's coming over. He's coming over from D.C. Uh, oh, did he switch jobs? Yeah. Used to work. Uh, I think you'll primarily know him as a guy that kicked off the new Fifty Two Supergirl series. I liked, but didn't love his art at DC. We'll we'll see how it how it goes over at Marvel. Israel Silva is a colorist. Of course, he was our co Wolvie winner for 2013 yeah. for colors. Uh, VCs Clayton Cowles. Another another lettering and production credit. I really should try to figure that out. Azrar and Gracia, Marte Gracia, did the cover. This cover is Wolverine in a really sweet pose and all the, not all, some students and faculty behind him. Interestingly enough, Phantom X, Storm, Quentin Choir, ID, Evan, Armor, and some Bants. I love this cover. Oh, yeah, they are. They decided they were tired of running. They're in ACDC. They're in uh, suits and shorts. I'm back in Banff. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. Banff in black. That's right. I'm going to Banff you all night long. <laughs> anyway, I really love this cover. I like it too. I like it quite a bit. I love the way Wolverine looks. Although, <laughs> when I first saw this cover, I was like, Wolverine's doing the pee-pee dance. <laughs> He's got one leg crossed over. I didn't even see his legs. I wasn't. I didn't know he had legs until you just said that. Yeah, he's got legs. I thought like he was just from the waist like, up. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, regardless, That's why everybody's running away from him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So we start off. We get a close up of our plaque on our Jean Grey statue that says "Mutant Mutatus," which I think from the letters pages it means necessary changes. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is in the future. And there's a big graveyard. And Idy's there. And Kid Evan has grown up into Apocalypse. And he's fighting Quentin the Phoenix Choir. And we see that Wolverine is dead and buried in the cemetery. And Idy was sitting on his grave. Yes. Then she gets the most bizarre look I've ever seen on her face and runs. I will say I do like the way Apocalypse and Quentin look quite a bit. I love how Quentin, even under his Phoenix jumpsuit, he's wearing some kind of t-shirt. Yeah, that says something. Yeah. So then we go back to present and Quentin's in a suit. He's a teacher's assistant. Yes. And I took a picture of him and she's going to post it on Facebook. They flirt fight. And and they're in the middle of the woods with a bookcase and a sofa. What is that all about? I don't know. Who knows? She gives him a phoenix button. I'm sorry. I don't even notice that because of the way the lighting is. It says phoenix. Oh, ha, ha, ha. So we see Rock Slide is trying to catch the bamps. Uh, Quentin Choir looks like he's about to join David Bowie's band. We get a lot of eye puns from Eye Boy where he spells, he says I, I. Um, he meets the girl who is the, uh, the sister to the guy in the Fallout Boy video. She's a jackalope. He even has an iPad, E-Y-E pad. Oh, I just saw that. Yes. And he thinks about his future self, which is all super 90s tough. It's like an old X-Force comic. Anyway, he's introducing himself to the new girl. Krako- I like that Krakoa's face is in a tree. It's very distinguished. Yes. More so than just rumbling around the ground. Yeah. I like this better. It may just be t- temporary, but I think it's cool. Then we go to The Block, an interdimensional prison. And Wolverine is there as Patch. I think Wolverine looks pretty badass. Okay. I was confused. I was like, why does he have an eye patch? And why at some point they Well, he actually shows us later that he pulls it off and his eye is swollen shut. But it's also part of his patch disguise. Or at least he had it handy because of his patch disguise. Anyway, he's in the block and he's fighting people. The colors in this book are amazing, by the way. Just want to point that out. Yeah, I do love all the um, colors. So Wolverine, we get a snicked and he kills the guy. So we get kind of a silly excursion where Armor is uh, putting new students through some kind of obstacle course. Storm is mad that Wolverine disappeared. Beast has a, a space field trip. And he says he's glad to be out of the way for a while after the run-in with his former self. He needed some space. Yeah, get it? Like outer space? Art, 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 art. <laughs> There's a lot of those in this book. Yes. And we see Storm picks up a book out of the dirt and it has a picture of their first adventure together when they the new X-Men first came together Aww. back from giant size number one. So then Quentin and... Oh, wait, not quite. All right, so iGirl is still leading around and he wants to call this girl Nature Girl, which I just thought of Rick the Nature Boy Flair. Woo! Wow. Uh, Dupe knocks out Rock Slide. I do like how, because I guess her power is that she can kind of, her power is actually very similar to what we are suspecting the powers are for Clara and Origins too. Yes. Where she can like commune with nature and soothe the beast. And, but I guess she can do it with plants too. And that's why Krakoa gave her a rose. Oh, is that what they like, were Like it sprouted a rose. Yeah. So like nature has a crush on her and the bamps all come and like 
hug on her. And Rockside's like, oh, that's too cute. I can't even stop him now. <laughs> anyway, Dupe knocks him out very dumbly. But instead of seeing like cartoon angels, he has little bamps and stars flying around his head. Nice. I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, we get our first kind of uh, classic Supergirl face with Storm bites her lip and pouts. That re- that's so much like his run on Supergirl. It's not oh, even funny. Really? Yeah. Um, then Quentin Choir fights with Hellion. Storm gets mad. Choir stops off. And we find out that Wolverine, the whole reason he came to the block was to find Phantom X. Phantom X who's looking really cool in this panel. I don't um, know enough about him to... Alright, so he's part of the Weapon Plus program, which, remember Wolverine is Weapon X? Right. Okay, well, it turns out that X doesn't stand for mutant. It stands for 10. And mm. Captain America was Weapon 1. So there's been various attempts in different super soldiers. Deadpool is like Weapon 11 or 12. Okay. Phantom X is Weapon 13. So he comes from kind of the same background as Wolverine, but he has different powers and stuff, obviously. Gotcha. So anyway, Wolverine wants him to come back to the school. I'm not really sure why. This doesn't really make sense. Phantom X says, dude, the last time I got messed up with you, you made me worse than I already am. We killed a kid because of you. Referring Mm -hmm. to the first Apocalypse clone they murdered. And Wolverine's like, but the school needs you and you need them. And then he plays his, uh, I don't know, what kind of card. What what card would you call it? What kind of card is this? Not a sympathy card, but a... It's like a cheap shot, almost. Yeah, it Where he is introduces and he brought Evan along with him. And Evan, of course, I guess it's forgiven Phantom X, calls him Uncle Cluster, though he knows now kind of the, the truth. What is the truth? Uh, that they killed his original... Or they supposed to be Apocalypse, and they raised him in an artificial world, stuff like that, to try to protect him. Gotcha. You learned all that. Uh, Sabretooth told him all that. Oh, okay. In one of those stories. Uh, Phantom X says, you know what? I've built this place. And Wolverine's like, is this your penance? He goes, no, this is just where I belong. He goes, I can't leave. I love you, but I got to stay here. So uh, we go back to the school. Nature Girl is sweeping outside. The leaves, the grass has made her a bed. Quinn and Idy have some more boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. And I guess, I think this is armor. She runs up and all the electronics have been taken over by the Phoenix sign. To be continued. All right. So I got to say, I felt like Mahmoud Asrar thought his work at DC was, like I said, good but not great. I think this is his best art that I've seen. I enjoyed it quite a bit. This was the first time I've seen it. So yeah, I didn't have any issues with it. I enjoyed it. Part of it was I, the, the color work makes it all pop. Yeah. And maybe, honestly, maybe that, that's just some of the difference. Or maybe... I mean, hopefully, especially these younger guys, they'll continually get better and better. So, I mean, it should be better than his last job, <laughs> in yeah. theory. So, Hopefully. Yeah. So, what do you think of this kickoff to the new series? <laughs> I was a little confused. Okay. No, I was a lot confused. Okay. So, I'm kind of hoping it's There were one a of those... lot of new characters... There's a lot that of new came characters. in with no real explanation. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of hoping if I hold out, it will all get explained later. However, if this doesn't get explained like the damn microverse, <laughs> I'm going to start to hate this. Well, Jason Wintour did not do near as much dangling in Japan's Most Wanted as no, Paul Cornelius. So, so I would expect a very different style of writing. I hope so. Okay, any other thoughts? 
What do you think of the the future scenes? Do they like they make enough. you really intrigued? I don't think there was enough to make me intrigued. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we get one panel and you're like, ooh, all mm. right. Well, we already, I mean, the whole thing on Kid Apocalypse is, is he going, is, is nature versus nurture? Is he going to turn into Apocalypse because right. he was cloned? Or can the X-Men actually save him? So getting a hint that maybe he, I don't know, it's like either have him actually turn or just keep telling his story. <laughs> right. I don't need to see the, this possible future. Yeah, I, I t- yeah. No, it was very visually cool. It was, but then it was interrupted by Idy's weird run. Yes. <laughs> she looks like the Roadrunner. That's what it is. A little bit. All right. So, so we had kind of full swing into Quentin and Idy. What do you think of them as a young ex couple? I don't get that they live in the forest on a sofa. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And do you think that's just Quentin using his mental powers to make the room seem like? More peaceful, tranquil, rebellious? Or do you think he's living outside? I, had they not had... I don't think the statue's the same. I think that's just showing us we're back at the school. Okay. I don't think they're like right next to the statue. Yeah, I don't think they gave us enough for, for us to even make an educated decision. Right. Um, I don't like how forceful ID is being on Quentin. Oh, well, she's trying to give him some tough love, which she needs. Yeah... But I feel like Quentin's gotten younger. Uh, I think just visually. I think that's just an artistic, just the way this guy draws. I think he just looks a little younger. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to um to take 12-year-olds because they're 12, right? 12 or 13? I don't think so. Isn't How old's like 15? Okay. Oh, no. Well, she, she said a while back, like 13 and a half, 14. Right. And Quentin's like, what, 17? Something like that. 16 or 17. So it's hard for me to take a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old's love relationship seriously. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What do you think of Nature Girl? I want to know more about her. She's kind of our our first new student. But she doesn't I thought she was an interesting character. Yeah, she doesn't really talk. No, like she doesn't talk at all. So we got some other young students from different various x-men student books and coming back i don't really care that much about a lot of these guys hellion and these guys from academy x rock slide's really the only one i i like that much so all these other guys i can give or take but yeah i thought overall it was is a pretty fun book um it felt i want to even say it felt like a setup because i don't really feel like it set anything up i thought like it was just kind of a here's our school here's our students Here's where we are right now. Here's just a day in the life. Yeah. And nothing really going on, which is fine, but I don't really know if it was the best choice for a first issue. I was going to say, not for number one. Like number nine, number ten? Yeah, dude, give yeah. us a little breather. Yeah. But it feels weird to start with a breather. And I think their feeling is with the first pages of the future, you know, I try to build suspense and not it, give us a breather, but it, it didn't really translate. No, it didn't. So it was an enjoyable book, but it didn't feel important. Yeah, I have to say I'm not intrigued about the next one. Uh, yeah, it just it didn't do anything for me. When I got done, I wasn't oh. like, ooh, this was cool. It was like, oh, it's the end. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, let's go ahead and grade it then. When are you going to grade our new Wolverine and the X-Men number one? Three out of six. Okay, I'm going to give it four out of six. Ooh, we're different. Yeah, barely. 
I, I thought it was a very visually intriguing book. I liked, that was a very pretty book. I just, it was very appealing to my eyes. But for all the reasons we already talked about, I thought it was a, a pretty good book. Kind of weird for a first issue. Yeah. And, but, um, but I'm intrigued. I want, I want to, really, if, honestly, the most I'm intrigued about for this book is to see how they handle, how Latour is going to handle Quentin Quire and Evan. And then at some point we've got to acknowledge the fact that Wolverine has kind of deserted being Wolverine. And that's got to come into play at some point. So I want to see how Latour handles that. Because Aaron pretty much ignored it. <laughs> Other than saying, I don't have my healing factor anymore. That was the only change. Yeah. So, and because that, I mean, that killable story. Awful. It was, we have, yeah, it was okay. Was at best. Awful. But regardless of what you think about it, the time frame on that story cannot be more than a couple of weeks. Yes. I mean, it was a pretty short story. The virus wasn't about to take over the world forever. Like, that whole mission was a, a finite amount of time. Anyway, that's going to do it for our b- b- bonus episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, all Wolverine and the X-Men special. Woohoo! Special edition. Yep. So please leave an iTunes review. Please. Go to the website. Please. It's nickcast.podbean.com. Please. Leave an email. Send an email. Snickcast at yahoo.com. Please. Like the Facebook page. Please. Follow us on Twitter. Please. Uh, it's at Snickcast. All right. As always, I implore, I beg, I ask, start some conversations about some of this stuff. What do you think about Wolverine and the X-Men, the whole first series overall? Give me your overall thoughts. What do you think about this new first issue and where do you think it's going? Please. All right. Well, until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.